Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Hello, everyone. It is July 6th. 2016, and you are listening to Locked On Magic. My name is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich, the editor of Orlando Magic Daily, and we are here midway through Summer League, uh, one day away from free agents actually being able to sign, and so we'll actually be able to uh, pretty soon get some comments directly from General Manager Rob Hennigan and uh, the players directly about the signings that everyone knows already, but, but because the NBA works uh, in a certain way. Um, it, it doesn't work out quite like that where we know the signings for four or five days and uh, nothing can be said. But uh, the good news is it seems like everyone's back in town. Rob Hennigan was at the Amway Center on Monday, I believe. Uh, first time I saw him there as long, along with Frank Vogel. Alfred Payton showed up yesterday and even Evan Fournier showed up yesterday. Uh, so he's allowed back in the building now uh, since he's still technically a free agent. Uh, on today's show, though, of the Locked On Magic podcast, now, I'm going to talk about a few things uh, going on of uh, doing this kind of big question week here for the first week of free agency before things begin to settle in for the summer. Uh, yesterday, I talked about uh, the Magic reshaping their identity. Today, I'm going to talk a little bit more about where the team is going now, what the direction is, and what kind of the long-term future of the team is. And then I'm going to talk a little bit about an article that was posted on OrlandoMagicDaily.com uh, about uh, Victor Oladipo. And uh, uh, you know, and, and his time in Orlando, and, and where where he is now, and perhaps uh, what went wrong um, for the Magic. Uh, but first, we do have just a small bit of news to get to. Uh, the Orlando Magic have reportedly agreed to a deal to send Shabazz Napier to the Portland Trailblazers for cash considerations. Uh, this is a deal that. Uh, is very similar to deals the Magic made last year. Last summer, the Magic acquired Shabazz Napier uh, for a second-round pick they're never going to get. Uh, they also traded away Maurice Harkless for a second-round pick they're never going to get. So this is more of a please take him, please take him, please take him, and someone did actually take him. The Magic actually getting paid to get rid of Shabazz Napier, which is kind of nice. Uh, you know, Shabazz Napier came in with a lot of hype. He obviously has... The pedigree from his days at UConn uh, and uh, a, a lot of notoriety from there too. But the fact of the matter is he really struggled on the basketball floor and, and probably should never have been a first-round pick. Expectations were too high and his skill level just isn't good enough. Uh, Napier was the third point guard for the Magic. He was behind C.J. Watson and Alfred Payton. Uh, but even then, he struggled to find the floor. In December, Alfred Payton had that that calf in, had that uh, quad injury or ankle injury. Uh, C.J. Watson was out with his his calf injury, and the Magic were forced to play Napier, and Napier just didn't perform. Uh, NBA is all about opportunity. When you get the opportunity, you have to show what you can do, and Napier didn't do that. And it was very very clear the Magic were really thin at point guard with all the injuries, and they had to play Payton when he probably should not have been playing. And, and Alfred Payton is the kind of guy, he's going he's gonna to fight to stay on the floor 
at all times. Uh, you know, I, I chatted with him a little bit yesterday. He's he, he's he's been working hard all summer. Uh, he seems very very excited. I'll have a little bit more on him actually in just a little bit as well. Uh, so some some little news some little news items as well. There uh, maybe I'll address it a little bit more tomorrow too with the post I'm writing. But um, Napier was given the opportunity to play meaningful minutes, play the backup minutes, and yeah, he showed his scoring flashes at times. The five three pointer game against the Los Angeles Lakers at home in November. Certainly stands out as a quality performance and was a game where you're like, you know, Shabazz Napier might be able to make it. Uh, the problem is, as it is with most, with many scoring point guards, you've got to be able to score efficiently and you've got to be able to do some point guard things. And, and Napier was never an efficient scorer. He wasn't that at UConn when he had the ball in his hands and he certainly wasn't that with the Magic. And he wasn't a good point guard. By the end of January, uh, with Watson still out and Peyton still kind of nursing an injury, Mario Hazonia was playing a lot more point guard than Shabazz Napier. And that probably tells you all you need to know about Napier and his ability. The Magic essentially just wanted to get rid of him, and they did. And they cleared up some cap. Um, he's on the last year of his rookie deal. I doubt Portland picks up his team option for that fourth season. And so now Napier's facing a contract year uh, with, frankly, few prospects. I mean, I, I my analysis is that he isn't an NBA player, that the, the hype of his name overshadows his actual ability. And, you know, you give him the ball, let him run 25%, you let him use 25 30% of your possessions in a college game, that's different from what he can do in the NBA game. He's, he's just not fast enough, he's not good enough, he's not a good enough shooter to do those things at the NBA level. And so, you know, I wish Shabazz Napier best of luck. He, he was never my kind of player. Um, just going to be one of those college stars that just couldn't cut it in the NBA with the higher competition that, that comes. And it goes to show that, being a college star is no guarantee of success in the NBA at the end of the day. Uh, so that that deal is more or less set. Um, there are a few other things to clean up, but I think I'll save them for tomorrow. Uh, kind of a small news note. I'll be writing a little post about, about it on Orlando Magic Daily this, this afternoon. Uh, just a small news note that Alfred Payton and Aaron Gordon were both present at free agent meetings. Um, I think that says a lot about what the Magic believe in them as players and as part of this core, uh, having them be sort of the face of the franchise. Now, granted, Mario Azonia has been in Italy. I think Nikola Vucevic was also uh, back home in Montenegro. Um, you know, they could have been part of this too. Uh, Victor Oladipo obviously traded, so he, he wasn't part of it at all. But, you know, these are your faces of the franchise, it would seem, and, and certainly the Magic uh, have made some sort of statement that they're um, – that they're – going to have some long-term commitment to them and make them part of the selling point of this franchise. And so now, um, as I'm going to talk about here in a little bit, they've got, to, they've got to prove themselves. So today's big question in our featured segment is, where is this team going now? What is the direction of the Orlando Magic? And yesterday on the show, I talked a bit about the identity that the team had developed. This team had now become a defensive-minded team through and through. The personnel screams this should be a top-10 defense. You've got two rim protectors. You've got good young players on the perimeter. You've got a coach that has pretty much only coached top-10 defenses. This team is going to play defense, and they're going to run because that's how they're going to have to score. The question that I have in light of the Bismack Biombo signing and in light of all the money 
the Magic have spent. I think there was. I think someone showed me a stat yesterday that the Magic have spent more money per year than any team in the NBA this free agency. So the Magic, they they told us they were going to be aggressive, and they were aggressive. But now I got to ask, where is this team going? We went through four years of a rebuild, watching them, you know, grow a player like Victor Oladipo, grow a player like Aaron Gordon, who's been in the league for two years, grow a player like Alfred Payton. What does 2017 look like? What does the eventual championship team look like? And a lot of that's going to get proven on the floor this year. Uh, We saw a lot of the debate about Victor Oladipo was, at least this summer and, and, and throughout the year, was can he take the next step up? Can he take the next level of his career? And, and Oladipo, uh, in an interview with Alex Kennedy of Basketball Insiders, uh, continues to say a lot of the right things in, in believing that he's going to still develop into a star. And he should absolutely believe that. And a lot of Magic fans still believe that. And he very well could. The Magic could end up regretting this deal that they made. But at the same time, they were at a stage, and, and it was made very clear, that they were at a stage where they felt they had to make the playoffs pretty immediately and weren't going to wait around for Oladipo anymore. And I'll, I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about that thought process uh, later on in the show. So now I ask, you've cashed in your Oladipo chip. You cashed in your Tobias Harris trip. chip. Essentially, that, that trade now becomes Tobias Harris and Victor Oladipo for Bismack Biombo and Serge Ibaka. So you've established your identity, which is something the Magic absolutely needed to do. This team, though, is still growing, and they've still got a lot of guys they need to nurture and develop. And the question that I have is, are you getting the most out of those players you need to see the most from? Aaron Gordon is a perfect example. When the Magic signed Bismack Biombo, now the highest-paid player on the or will be the highest-paid player on the team once he signs his contract in the next few days. You essentially boxed Aaron Gordon out of the power forward position. The lineup now has to be one of Biombo or Vucevic, and certainly debating who should start is going to be the rest of this offseason. You've got Serge Ibaka firmly entrenched at the four. I, you know, before the trade, before the Biombo signing, I thought he should have played the five and had Aaron Gordon at the four. I think Aaron Gordon's a four. Do you start Aaron Gordon at the three, even though his jump, his three-pointer has, has so far not shown itself to be reliable? Has he developed a three-point shot enough to give you confidence in that? And so I look at this, and I look at the way the Magic are going to have to play now, because not only were they making a Victor Oladipo-Evan Fournier decision, they were also making a Victor Oladipo-Elford Payton decision. Is this lineup going to get the most out of Elford Payton, another guy you've invested significantly in? Is this lineup going to get the most out of Aaron Gordon, a guy that you've significantly invested in? In a year where, in order for the team to be successful, both those players need to take a step up. The 2016 season, to me now, or the 2017 season, excuse me, the 2017 season now, to me, is a big referendum on a lot of players. A lot more players than I'm comfortable with, to be frank. If this truly is a make-or-break playoff season for Rob Hennigan and his, and his staff, 
and for this team and this rebuild. There are a lot of players that I feel are not going to be playing positions that maximize their skills and will allow them to take the next step up. Let's say we know what Nikola Vucevic is. When, you, when he's the center of your offense, he gives you 17 and 10. And you've, you know you got to worry about his defense. Let's say we know what Evan Fournier is. I think he can take a little bit of a step up in scoring, but let's, for argument's sake, say he's a 16 points per game, 40% three-point shooter. The, 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 the Serge Ibaka trade, to me, was about getting Ibaka more touches on the ball and seeing if he can really expand his role. I've talked to some Thunder riders. They're a little bullish on him. They think they think that he can't... A few, a few riders that I've talked to don't believe he can take that next step up. But certainly it's arguable that he could. I think he can. I, I mean, I have not watched his offensive game closely enough, but I think if you mix in a few more shots coming his way with him attacking the offensive glass with his three-point shooting and versatility there, I think he can be a 20-point-per-game scorer. And I'm not afraid to say if Ibaka takes the step up that I believe he can, he can be an all-star in the Eastern Conference. I do worry, though, that pairing him with Biombo turns him into a, turns him into strictly a stretch four, which is what I think the mistake was in Oklahoma City and why he got frustrated a little bit and, and his numbers in, in every category declined, even defensively, where it's not just about block shots. I wonder the same thing, too, about Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon represents the future of this franchise in so many ways. He's a guy that has just this boundless potential, and he's still this wet form of clay, even two years into his career, that you just don't know what he's going to be yet. And certainly year three, you have to begin defining who he is. So perhaps the Magic told him this offseason, or entering this offseason, you need to develop a three-point shot. We want to play you more at the three. These are our plans for free agency. Or they said, you know, we want you to play a certain way. So if they told him to, you're going to be a three, and we need you to develop a jumper, maybe he's developed that jumper. Maybe he is truly ready to be a three. From what we've seen, I think he's a four. And so I'm really concerned about what this team is doing because now it just feels like they're not building a team that allows their core players the best chance at success. They're just putting together a roster of high-paid players that they hope can make the playoffs, that there's enough talent to spread around to make the playoffs. And to me, that short-term vision goes against everything this rebuild's been about. I know a lot of people say, it's, and believe me, a lot of people have told me on Twitter, it's been four years. It's time to do something. And I agree. The Magic needed to make a splash to try and move forward and make the playoffs in 2017. This was always the make-or-break year. The way I had the Magic calendared out when this rebuild began was year one, you tank. Year two, you're probably tanking again. Year three, you need to step up to about 30, 35 wins. And that's essentially the year the Magic had last year. And so year four, and I know this is year five, the Magic had a bad year, year three, but they're a year behind schedule essentially. But year five, to me, was the year you had to, or year four was the year you had to be in the playoffs. After you hit that 30-win plateau, that's the year you have to take that next step up. Whether it's with the players you have or cashing in a few chips and picking your core. The Magic essentially picked their core in 
trading Victor Oladipo and sticking with Aaron Gordon and Alfred Payton or sticking with Evan Fournier or bringing in Serge Ibaka. Their core is still somewhat undefined. But considering they spent so much time building through the draft, I feel like Aaron Gordon and Alfred Payton needed to be put in positions to truly succeed and take advantage of their skills. And I'm not 100% sure that they've done that. I'm not 100% sure the Magic didn't just spend money to spend money and hope that they did enough to make the playoffs. If Ibaka leaves, let's say, and Bismack Biombo's your starting center, it's a huge risk. I mean, it's a risk. It's a calculated risk. But Biombo's never started before. We don't know. We don't really know what he is yet. And on top of that, too. On top of that, too, this roster still doesn't mesh well. There's not a lot of scoring coming from the backcourt. There's not a lot of creation coming from the backcourt unless Alfred Payton's taken that step up. Unless Aaron Gordon's become a three-point shooter and tightened his dribble up to the point that he can be more reliable as a driver. To me, what concerns me about what the Magic have done is there are still too many questions and too much uncertainty. This whole thing could work. The Magic could become a defensive juggernaut and enough guys can grow enough offensively that they make the playoffs and that they accomplish all their goals. It's perfectly possible. I, I believe that it, it can happen. And I could be completely wrong and my doubts could be completely unfounded. But those doubts remain. That this team may not quite be ready to make the big splash that they made. Or the team might be thinking too short term to build that sustainable winner that Alex Martins and Rob Hennigan have been talking about for four years. And so what my concern with the direction is the Magic got so fixated on making the playoffs in 2017 that they potentially lost the long-term goal and potentially lost four years of a, of a carefully planned rebuild that was going somewhere that may not be going anywhere right now or may not have a, a clear forward direction. And that brings me, I guess, to something that was written on the site that, that I thought was really good. Uh, our Alex Horvath on OrlandoMagicDaily.com wrote about Victor Oladipo. And this is kind of the process that I think rebuilding teams go through with young players like Oladipo who are on the cusp of stardom but don't quite break down the door. The headline, and, and I, I, the headline on the article is Victor Oladipo ran out of time in Orlando. And essentially, this has been the main focus of this whole offseason is waiting, the wait for the playoffs is over. The Magic need to start winning now. And that's why the Magic traded Victor Oladipo. Because the questions we were asking of him before the season were the same questions we were asking after. Can he take the next step up to stardom? Can he be a consistent finisher at the rim? Can he get to the free throw line? Can he be a true leader and star of a team? And the answer before the season was, we don't know, but we're going to try. And Oladipo deserved that chance to try. And the answer after, that se- after the season remained, we don't know. And Oladipo has his believers, and he should. 
because he's a very talented player and a very good player. And the Magic may very well regret letting him walk or trading him away. At the same time, though, the Magic couldn't entrust him with the ball once again. When it came, when it when it was going to come time to pay him, could they give him a max off? Could they give him a max contract and be okay with that? Because that's what he was going to demand, and that's frankly probably what he's going to get, even with Kevin Durant leaving Oklahoma City. There are enough people that believe in his talent that he's going to continue to flirt with stardom. But at a certain point, and maybe I'm contradicting myself, at a certain point, you've got to stop waiting. You've got to start building and start establishing your core and start establishing who your stars are. And and with where the Magic were at, they only had... They only had a few players that really had any value in the trade market. You know, if you talk to me on Twitter, I'm not enamored with Nikola Vucevic's trade value. I don't think the Magic are going to get very much for him. What you get for Victor Oladipo was Serge Ibaka, not Jimmy Butler. Because as good as Victor Oladipo is, he's still a mystery. And the Magic went went out and got a player with an elite skill and, and some certainty to him. Serge Ibaka may not be able to take the next step up to an all-star, but he's certainly a solid third option, a guy you can rely on to make open jumpers, and a guy you can rely on to anchor a defense. And I think that's really what the Magic were looking for, was certainty. And so they got that at the end of the day. And it'll be interesting to see what becomes of Oladipo, and interesting to see uh, how teams use him or how the Thunder are going to use him moving forward. Uh, with that, I'll close out the show uh, for today. Uh, um, you know, A lot of good articles coming up on Orlando Magic Daily. Tomorrow I'm going to talk about opportunity and who has the most to gain from the change. I'm sure I've hinted at that already for the last two days, but I want to talk about who has the most to gain from, from the team changes. Um, we'll, we'll have a series of articles coming out looking at some of the, re- some of the remaining players and how their roles might change. Um, article up already on OrlandoMagicDaily.com about Nikola Vucevic and how he fits into the front court. So I'll be addressing a little bit more of that probably on Friday's show, um, which may end up coming out late Friday because of uh, the early summer league start there. Uh, so so bear with me there. There will be a Friday show even if it comes out Saturday. Um, I'm also going to be doing my mini mailbag. I'll, I'm trying to do a weekly mini mailbag now um, on the Locked On Magic podcast. So. Uh, if you would, if you have any questions you want to ask me directly for the mini mailbag, uh, send me a quick question that I can answer relatively quickly, but maybe it's a long question that I can answer relatively longly. Uh, send it to me on Twitter, at OmagicDaily, hashtag LockedOnMagic. Uh, that's at OmagicDaily, hashtag LockedOnMagic. I'll try and answer your questions uh, about the magic and, and where the magic are going. If you have uh, some thoughts that you want to share about the show, Feel free to at me, at Daily. Leave them in the comments of, of the articles that makes sense to leave it on. I don't want anything to go too off-topic there. I've been putting all these shows uh, in the articles on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. And also be sure to subscribe on iTunes. Um, I believe we're on iTunes now. Um, it updates for me. If you subscribe to the old Orlando Magic Daily podcast feed, you should get it. If not, search for Locked on Magic. You should get it there. And if you'd like, leave me a review. Five stars would be nice. Four stars is okay. Three stars, don't bother. Uh, reviews are greatly appreciated. They do help us climb the rankings. Uh, we want to be known as the Orlando Magic Podcast out there, so be sure to do that. And uh, also, uh, I think 
that's about it. So I'll be back again tomorrow for another episode of the Locked On Magic podcast. I'll see you all then. Thanks for listening. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.